and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lanil. And we are going to be discussing episode six of season one of Battlestar Galactica, Litmus. 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 It's like a drunk holiday. It's lit. Must. Also, just good. I think that's what lit means now. Okay. Is it? Among the I, youths. I, I, can't, I can't make sense of it anymore. I know that um, sick means good and fire means good, right? Yes. Okay. I think lit is one of those words as well. Hi, we're old. Yeah, well, well, we're old. I'm like thinking, so if I yell fire in a crowded building, does that mean everything is cool? Or? Uh, no, you okay. still don't do that because right. that's a monstrous thing to do. Hi, I, everyone. I don't know. So this movie, or... This episode. This episode mm-hmm. aired on... Wait, do you want to talk about the week? Well, yes. What did you do this week? I don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, there goes the week. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about the episode then, <laughs> or what happened historically. What was the historically, context of this so episode? This episode aired mm-hmm. Friday, February 11th, 2005. I, I feel like we're chasing it, or it's chasing us a little bit, because right. we're just slightly off of slightly off of the actual dates, uh, although we're, f- what, 14 years ahead? Is that right? Mm-hmm, okay. I think so. Uh, I don't know. Time is a flat circle, and I don't know what any of it means. Uh, February 11th, 2005, many of the same things that I said uh, last week. We'll say The Kite Runner by Uh Khaled Hosseini was one of the best-selling books at the time. I remember when that book came out, we were both working at the bookstore. Right. That's Cody's books. Rest in peace. Which is no longer. And the movies that came out, are things I don't know, or they're only giving me foreign films, is actually, I think, what happened. There's a movie called Paradise Now that appears to be a film from the Middle East, given the names that are involved. Uh, the Beat That My Heart Skipped, which appears to be a European film. Uh, Gus Penster, which... I also sounds like a European also film. Also European. Yeah, it does. Uh, there is a movie called Constellation that is a movie starring Gabrielle Union and Billy Dee Williams and Zoe Saldana. I know who all of them are. Yes. And, and they're not European. finally, Constantine, which we spoke about last week. Right. So and it's still a lot going on. Better mm. than it's given credit for. Right. So, yeah. But nothing big. There are a couple of Deaths of people I don't know, so I can't well, who are speak they? to that. Maybe I can. I know they are. Oh, hey, it's bummer. It's bummer corner. Yes. Uh, Jack L. Chalker, American author, oh, born nineteen forty four. There you go. And Stan Richards, English television actor, born nineteen thirty. I didn't know that one, but Jack Chalker was it Midnight at the Well of Souls or something? He was really popular when I was in middle That's school. That's a good title. I like that title. So. That was our February of 2005. As I said before, you and I were both working at Cody's. Right. We knew each other by then. I was I, a is, tender 24. This is like the, um, I, it reminds me of um, the segment at the beginning of episodes of um, Quantum Leap. 
it's like, oh, it's 1974. I was 12 years old in 1974. Yeah. And I was, so there's that, <laughs> that. Yes, I was 24 years old. Uh-huh. I was working in a bookstore. I was still happy there. Although I was like, uh, do you guys want to make me a manager? And they were like, mm, not really. It was the worst decision they made. However, it was a good decision for you because the store went under soon after. Yep. Glub, glub, glub. So, this week, the episode we watched, Litmus, we figured a test of some sort would be involved, right. which is not entirely what happened. No, it wasn't. Do you want to talk about the planet first? All the stuff that happened on well, what happened on Caprica? the planet, right, is that we're aware that Boomer and the other Cylons are watching um, Hilo. Right. They're watching him from a building top. And they're and debating his attractiveness, which was interesting. Yeah, I guess so. That wasn't the part that I remembered. What I remembered really what stuck an impression on me was what happened afterwards. Well, Six says something about his chiseled no. jaw. Uh-huh. Boomer is like, I mean, I guess he's fine. And then she, like, Six gives her a little bit of needling and he's uh-huh. like, she's like, he's attractive. And then they're basically like, are you going to be able to do what comes next? And I'm like, what? I think what comes yeah. next is sex. Well, what happened before, from episode, from last episode, was, Hilo thinks she's gone. Right. Scooped. Was that Hilo believes that she's missing because he got in a fight with the Cylons in the kitchen and doesn't know where she is. And so, was knocked cold for what seemed like a whole ass day. Well, what's going to happen now, he's wandering around looking for her, which is why they're observing him. Sort of. Right. They're observing him from a roof. He's also on a roof. It's just a lower roof. Mm-hmm. They're debating his attractiveness. And they're basically like, so he's either going to go, I don't remember what direction it is, but say it's north if he just wants to go on on his own and uh-huh. south if he's going to look for Boomer, who's Sharon, I guess, in these in these yeah. ones, Planet Boomer. And they basically indicate that if he leaves her, they're going to kill him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, even if he doesn't leave her, you're probably eventually going to kill him, Well, right? unless there's some plan that we don't know about where they're going to trace the fleet somehow with him. Yeah, but... I still don't see how this is going to work. And I it's don't one of those story threads I really need to come to an end. This really feels like they're going to try and breed with him. That's what it feels like to me. They're testing his love for... Mm-hmm. Sharon. 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 Unit Sharon. Right? Unit, as in that she's not an actual living human being. She's one of their No, she's robots. a Cylon. Right. So I don't think they're going to want to go to the ship because it's not like, like, like I had in my head at the beginning, they were going to show up and be like, I'm the real Sharon, she's not the real mm-hmm. Sharon, but that's not how Cylons work. Right. All of the Sharons are Cylon Sharons. Which I prefer is the name Boomer I'm, infinitely, okay. I can't tell you. Um, and... So um, I really think that they're trying to do a breeding thing. They, I, mm, I'm going to have to wait and see with that one. I don't know. It well, I mean, yes, it's all speculative. So it seems like he's going to abandon her, but mm-hmm. then he switches directions. So then they're like, okay, we have to prep you. And the way they prep her, Sharon, is to beat the living shit out of her. Now, this is something that we covered in um, Twin Peaks, which is if you can't physically look like you're punching somebody, don't do it. 
Oh, see, I wasn't even watching was it like, that closely. Yeah, no. I was just like, why does something else have to beat her up? Doesn't she have the capability to make herself look pretty look heinous? Up, you would think, but no. You have to beat them up because that creates a dramatic opening for the show. And they have a... Well, Sharon's tough and wouldn't give up without a fight, so you really have to fuck me up in the face. So... <laughs> I don't understand what Cylons... What it would look like if you got punched in the face with a metal hand. Something tells me you would die. I don't think that the Cylons that we are seeing uh-huh. are metal. No. Okay, you're misunderstanding me. I mean, Hilo is stuck on the planet, yes? He thinks she's been captured by Cylons. He doesn't know uh, about guess. the human Cylons. He Hilo only knows about the toasters. So, if a toaster punches you in the face with his metal hand, your head should come off. You yeah, just no, that's up. right. So, to me, that was a flaw in their... their like, yeah, I forgot shouldn't that... Shouldn't she be dead by now if she's trying to fight off Cylons? I forgot that they that he doesn't know. Right, and they're like seven feet tall too. They're huge. Right, they are big. So I I don't know what how she's supposedly gotten so beaten up. They picked her up and then used her against the wall. There we go to open a door. <laughs> yes. yes, she was a human battering ram. Uh, her face is real fucked up, mushed up. And he finds her. Yet cute. And then that's when the purpose. he takes. The hood off of her face, she, her, she's very bloody in her mm. face, and he kisses her on the mouth. And I was like, time and a place. Shouldn't he wipe her mouth first, or he just got a mouthful of blood? I just don't feel like it's he gross. should kiss her while she's still tied up, period. Well. And also, not here. It's a lifestyle choice. Time and a place. It wasn't a lifestyle choice. No, I if mean, it was a lifestyle choice, people, some people are into it. That's fine, but oh, I'm yeah. telling you, oh. neither of them. Okay, as far as they we don't know. have, you know, safe words. That's really, not the I relationship. I really want it to come to an end, though. I'm. It's not going to. We're going to have an episode. Some going. stuff on Caprica all of the times. Um. So then, so let's talk about what happened on the titular Battlestar Galactica. Uh, why don't you uh, lead us to it? Well, the opening scene has uh, Chief Tyrell and, oh, excuse me, has Adama and the XO, whose name I still haven't remembered. Ty. Ty, that's right. I'm just trying to, to correlate it to the characters in the original show. Don't do that. Different. <laughs> and it's a sort of Hitchcockian open, opening. It reminds me of something out of, like, Secret Agent or something, where... Adama sees the same man that he left behind on um, Ragnarok, right? And he sees him walking through the corridors of Galactica. Right, but at the same time, uh-huh. we're seeing uh, Boomer and Chief Tyrell. Right, okay, and that's also something that... that getting ushered by his staff through various uh, sort of back channels so that they can hook up. In secret. Right, so because we have to keep in mind that their relationship is still illicit. Uh, yes, Ty told them mm-hmm. to cut it off, and apparently they were like, mm, fuck they you. They did not cut it off. We will so not. They're meeting for um, a clandestine rendezvous. And in the I meantime... I hate everything about what you just did. <laughs> okay. And in the meantime, um, Adama and Ty see this familiar man. Adama, I think, spots him first and begins following him through the hallways. Yeah, and the way that this is shot is interesting because you kind of see Boomer and the chief sort of walking paths, through yeah. 
various pathways and being led by various things. And we see the back of a character. We don't see who it is. It's just a brown haired, mm -hmm. what looks like a man wearing a men's suit that looks too big for them, um, being yeah. allowed through checkpoints. He's got a, some sort of ID and he's, um, being led through at checkpoints and you only ever see the back of his head. And then as he's walking through one of the corridors, we see Adama see him and react and start following. So what do you think was the tip that led him off? That it was Doral's face. No, no, before he saw his face. I don't, I think he saw his face. Okay. I, d I didn't see anything before that. So he's following him through the corridors. Ty is following him. They both catch sight of him when he turns to Adama and then sort of exposes himself because he's like, oh, God, I got caught. He opens up his coat and there's a bunch of what looks like plastic explosives, explosives. or their equivalent of it. Yeah, he's he, he's a suicide bomber. Right. He, he sets the explosives, um, he activates them, Ty jumps and covers Adama. Well, because Adama, well, he doesn't just jump and cover Adama. Mm -hmm. Adama starts running at him when he sees right. the explosives, and Ty tackles him out of the way so he doesn't blow his ass up. So then... Adama, don't run towards the suicide bomber. We learn later that... Well, I think he thought he was going to be able to unplug the line or whatever it was leading to the plastic explosives, because it does seem like... That's a fool's errand if you're not right next to them. Oh, I understand that, but I think he <laughs> thought he could do it. So um, what happens after that is we're then told that there's, what, 13 dead? No. Three people dead, 13, 13 injured. injured. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and now it begins uh, for them to start questioning their plan about secrecy. Well, they can't revealing. even... They kind of have to call it off. They, right. they know now that they have... The security breaches have been too many for them to not just tell everyone, hey... Cylons look like us now. Well, they have to sort of bring it up because now that what their the concern was originally, and it's a legitimate concern, is that everyone will be looking yeah, at the neighbor. Yeah, we become the Soviet Union. Right. We become everybody narking on their neighbor for everything. We become a group of people who don't trust anyone right. but ourselves. And at this point, it might be appropriate to do that because there's so many. Um, they're able to. Directly, I mean, they see the the cause, the the water accident, the bomb that was on the 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 shuttle that was looking for water. Right. So there's now a clear connection. Somebody's monitoring their behavior. The they see connection to the fact that they had to do, perform so many jumps before they got away from the Cylons. Right. The fact that Cylons just appear at random right. all of a sudden. But also mm -hmm. that the security that they have in place is clearly right well below where it needs to be. And if security is looking for seven-foot metal toasters, and apparently you you um, the what's left of of the fleet, um, I think is not as being as careful as it could be because they're constantly looking for the enemy pursuing them, not the person who's on the ship. Right, because they they didn't mm. want to elicit a panic that right. there are at least conspirators among them. Yeah, but now it turns out full straight up Cylons among them. Uh, yeah, so they, everybody's pissed that they didn't, they lied to them, but, I mean, first of all, we need to also remember, we're, what, how many days in? 16 days in? Mm -hmm. 17 days in? 
per caprica, because that's the only time we ever get any time. So mm-hmm. I'm going to presume that these are concurrent events, even mm-hmm. though there's nothing that tells me that that's the case. I just have to do that because otherwise... Mm. We're less than three weeks after uh-huh. the fall of a man. Yeah. So, yeah, we're still making shit up. And they're making... Well, there's also... People are careless here. The best security is Boomer and her boyfriend. Because they have to go through channels. They have to... Well, the the big problem uh, is that they don't have a police force. They don't have a security force. Which is what the focus of the episode is. Yes. A tribunal being called. Yes. To investigate where the breaches were in security. Because they have to reveal to everyone about the, the humanoid silence. Yeah, they do that right away, and uh-huh. everybody's mad. Um, so there's a lot of questioning. How, how could you know and not tell us? Right. Well, because look what's about to happen. And National then there security. are... There are fights mm. that break out. There is finger pointing in the even in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but Adama uh, gives the master at arms, which I think is like the police chief on right. the ship, right? Yeah, he is. Hadrian? Or she is. She. Case. It's a she. Uh, yeah. That the Cylons have human form. There are copies of each model. And then I'm giving you free reign to run the investigation of what happened. And she asked specifically for free reign. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, What happened to let, to allow Doral Mm -hmm. onto the ship? He should never have been. How did he have the right IDs to get? Because he wasn't on the ship originally. He came aboard from a different ship. Right. Uh, And Hadrian says... Am I independent, and do I have broad and free uh, range wherever it leads me? And he says yes. Uh, And then the president also, along with telling everybody they look like us, Mm -hmm. here are pictures of the two that we are aware of. Right. Uh, which they're both Doral, right? No, uh, Leo Ben Con- Con- uh, Conway was another one. Uh-huh. Um, he they killed him at one point. Um, so those are the two that they're aware of. We know about six, uh-huh. and we know about Boomer, right. but they only know about the two men. Yeah, six um, is something completely outside their experience. Yes, okay. well. Well, everyone but Baltar, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, He, uh, Baltar goes to visit Starbuck. So we do have a scene with him and Starbuck, and it's actually a pretty good scene. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to punch him in this scene, so that's good. Yeah. Um, But it was a weird scene because he's kind of hitting on her. Yeah. And she's kind of going, don't you think they were trying to blow up? Like, they were on sea deck, mm-hmm. which is the deck that your project to come up with some sort of so detector so, right. is on. Don't you think they were going after your project? And he literally goes, he starts with, oh, yeah, it was a scary morning or whatever, to, I never even thought they'd be after me. And I'm like. This is supposed to be the smartest man in the fleet. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's, yeah. I, I think, and again, a storyline that I really want to see come to some sort of 
reward for me because he's just an, it, yeah because there's even another moment in this episode where someone catches him making out with his invisible friend yes. in a hallway and you're going is nobody paying talking attention to out it? loud right. while walking down a hallway to no one right. and people they're starting to show people seeing yeah like show what he looks like to other people right. so i think that that's going to come to a head fairly shortly um I think if we were binging this, this would this whole storyline, along with the Caprica storyline, would feel more fleshed out because we'd just be getting it regularly. Yeah. But when we only get two to three minutes of the storyline that is that we don't know where they're going with right. it or that it's annoying then it just seems like it's being dragged out forever. They balance it pretty well to where you don't get a lot of the annoying storylines, is my feeling. that. Um, they, I think that's better than what Twin Peaks, Peaks did. Twin said, right, where you're yeah. just following these people for 10 or 15 minutes and you don't really care what happens to them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so President Rosalind gets called in, right? Um, well, let's finish the Baltar thing. So okay. he... In this scene where he's walking down a hallway talking to no one, he's like, I'm going to shut down my experiments. I'm not going to finish this project. I'm just going to shut it down. And uh, he is forcefully by the neck stopped by his internal six. So I don't know what parts of his brain she is infiltrated, but she can apparently physically... Harm him. Harm him. Well, she can physically arouse him. Right. Those are different parts of the brain. So I don't understand how this implant is working. Uh, What if he's a Cylon? That'd be fucking mind-blowing. Honestly, if he's a Cylon... A lot of it would make sense. It would kind of make sense. Because we tell you from the beginning that when one of the Cylons dies... One of the humanoid Cylons, its consciousness is uploaded into another one of its Right. Well, yeah. Let's say that he doesn't know that he's been replaced a long time ago, and so he's being manipulated to keep him from knowing. Right, but did the Cylons... um, engineer this terrible fucking personality? Because woof. (laughs) Like, I don't like this character, and... I don't, I kind of want to believe the Cylons, if you've only got 12 models and this is one of them, y'all done fucked up. Well, I think that it could make sense in this way that he's a Cylon who doesn't know that he's a Cylon. Right. Which would explain a lot of his weird behavior. And that um, the personality is their attempt to mimic a human personality because they don't know how to do it. Remember, Six wanders around, you know, killing babies and... Having, you know, (laughs) important religious discussions and whatever else, because she can't seem to get anything in proportion. Well, the religious... Yeah, no, that's true. It's like... She doesn't know how to balance It's not like she has faith. She only has fanaticism. It's not like she has any real interest in life beyond having to be, you know, being able to manipulate it or to kill it if she wants to. So she doesn't have a sense of proportion like, well, human beings don't do things like that. They'll think about things, but they won't do them. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. That would be wild. Uh, But that would make sense to me. It would. Yeah. But just his internal struggle to be able to shut, like, the... Ship Boomer mm-hmm. knows something's wrong with her. Right. Ship Baltar 
believes that he has an implant from a Cylon and is totally cool with that and doesn't question that something else is going on, that's like bonkers. Do you believe that he actually has an implant? Because I know there was some doubt in the very beginning. I, if anything, that's sort of where my, that's what I'm going to believe right now. But like, Mm -hmm. it, it seems bananas to me that, that Boomer can have these weird experiences and, and wonder, holy shit, am I a Cylon? And Baltar can have arguably weirder experiences uh-huh. and be like, but I'm definitely a oh, human. Like <laughs> More than weirder experiences, he's a toaster fracker. More, I mean, but he's... also more in line with shit that makes more sense if he's a Cylon right. and has not a single question in his mind right. that he might not be human. But yeah, Is that just men versus women? I don't know. He's <laughs> a really weird character and that's why I'm trying to find a reason why he does the stupid things he does. Um, and why he has like no... Mostly because of his dick, I think. No foresight. <laughs> he sees nothing like... He, there's a thing about human beings, I would think, was if we saw the entire human race in, th- in danger, eminent danger... We would sacrifice ourselves. We wouldn't go along planning acts of sabotage for a cause that we don't believe in. Right. And he doesn't believe Just in Just to survive cause. yourself? Like, for what? Right. So, we, so it, you're the last human? Why right. is that a good thing to be? Yeah, why do you want to be that? That seems bad. <laughs> they don't want to save all... That's why, again, makes me think that he might be a silent. I don't know, maybe. It, that would make sense. I do kind of like the idea that mm-hmm. he... like. The male ego right. that they design is so out of whack as to as to have this experience and still never for a second question his own humanity. Look at Doral. That's his name, right? That's the one that um, we've seen beg for his life, saying that he was human, uh-huh. and blow up a bunch of people on that's the ship. That's not a. A balanced personality either. When he was stuck in the, the, the hall, the corridors of this asteroid with Adama, he also was very tweaky and weird. Well, and he, was, so, he was sick. Yeah, but I'm beginning to go, well, maybe they don't know how to handle... No, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. That's the other one. That's not Doral. That's the one that they showed the picture of. Uh-huh. It was that guy. Yeah, because, but it was yes. the same model, right? No. Doral and that thing are two different models. Okay. Doral was the guy that they that was like a salesperson mm-hmm. or putting in the um, stuff for the museum. Oh, and that's right. Yes. Baltar just yeah. fingered him randomly and right. actually picked a Cylon, which, which again makes me is, wonder. If... Well, but he had six backing him right. up. We think that's who gave. I don't. It's weird. It's weird. I don't know. So confusing. But. Um, Still, I'm more I'm more involved in this mystery than I am in Laura Palmer at this point. Well, yeah, no, and yes, and I care about more of these people. Uh-huh. So we've got a bunch of people being asked. So where was the chief during this explosion? Mm-hmm. And so where was Boomer during this explosion? And a bunch of people lying for both of them because they were hooking up right. during this explosion. Uh, which gets everyone like it just it's a house of cards that cannot stand yeah so we find out that the Cylon agent or a collaborator used the open hatch on a hangar deck to reach a small arms locker where a marine guard was killed uh-huh. and explosives were stolen and then it's a matter of tracking who was where 
and we find out that that particular hatch was actually supposedly gone through and locked by mm-hmm. Boomer. Right. Which the chief hears, nobody else knows that. She says that that's how she got there to meet him. He's the only one she says that to. So he's the only one that has that information. So when he hears it's that hatch, mm-hmm. his like, he gets a little bit jarred. Right. Uh, he doesn't say anything. He doesn't like narc on her. Now, what do you think is his motivation so far? I mean, he loves her, but is he love her to the, the extent to where he's able to look over? I think they're done now. Uh-huh. I really think that they're done now. Okay, well, well, we're getting ahead. I'm sorry. That okay. was a, I just remembered that, that that's tipping our hats. Yeah, no, it is. So there's the question of are you both collaborators? Uh-huh. Because like the chief specifically, three of his underlings who know exactly where he was, uh-huh. give three different places for where he was. And he says he was asleep. And so does, uh, Boomer says she was asleep. And both of them say, I don't know where the other one was, because mm-hmm. I was fucking asleep. Right. But then the underlings just trying to help, and really being kind of a little bit coerced, right? Because it's their boss. Right. Uh, not coerced outright, but they knew that they were going to be... They're closing ranks. Yeah. So what ends up happening is uh, Hadrian, the woman that's running this tribunal uh, calls Adama out and starts really going after him and he basically when he hears that she is saying that Tyrol and Boomer are both Cylon colla- uh, collaborators and she starts kind of going a little bit off the rails yeah. Adama Sort of reneges on his agreement. You have a free reign, and is like this. We're done with this now. You're you're finished. Uh, now, Hadrian is, you know, right. <laughs> so we know that Boomer is a Cylon, and technically, Tyrol is a collaborator. Because he is supporting her antics. He's not doing it because he's um, he's on board with the Cylons. He's doing it because he's on board with Boomer. Mm-hmm. And so he's an unwitting accomplice, but an accomplice certainly. Right, unless. But Hadrian is doing a little... She's doing a lot. Right. Like, what it, she really just starts sort of... She she asks if Adama is a Cylon, I think. Yeah, she doesn't, doesn't she know just... when to rein it in. She just keeps going and going and going. And um, and so he eventually shuts her down with a speech about losing your humanity. Yeah. Like, okay, if we are doing this and pointing the fingers at everyone, and then the Cylons are right. This, you know, we don't deserve to survive as a species. Yeah. And so he goes to walk out and... Hadrian is like, you said that I have complete power, so mm-hmm. uh, arrest him. Basically, he, she tells the guards that are at this tribunal to arrest him, and Adama just looks at this dude in the face. This kid is maybe 23. He looks like it, yeah. Um, and is like, I'm your boss, and your orders are to take her 
and them, because I think there were like three uh, people on the panel or something, to, I don't know if you put her under quarters, arrest, think, but yeah. confine them to quarters. Those are your orders. Make your choice. And the the kid follows his and direction the, and really not Hayden's. Even when I was watching it with you, that there was two things going on. First of all, the authority of Adama just as who he is. Yes. And secondly, if the shit goes down, the woman heading the tribunal is not in any way no, going to protect No, she you. was... And I don't love this term, mm-hmm. but it's appropriate for the setting, mm-hmm. acting hysterical. Right. She was doing what people accuse right. women of doing. And it wasn't, I, I feel like it wasn't a woman thing necessarily. No, I mean, it wasn't. It was a McCarthy thing. Yes. There's a communist here. Wait, there's a communist there. Yes. We're finding evidence of communists everywhere. It, Suddenly it, they're in the backyard. And all of this right. is going to start feeling very much like those Soviet stories right. of, or like Big Brother, tell mm-hmm. you know, see something, say something, right. that kind of stuff. But if you don't know what you're looking for, everything is something. Right. So, um, yeah. Uh, but then the tribunal ends up placing the blame on one of Chief Tyrell's, um underlings uh-huh. um, who had said that he that Tyrell was fixing a, sh- a, a plane uh-huh. or a fighter uh, at the time of the bombing after changing he said I think he I thought he was in his rack and then oh no maybe he was working on this fighter right. so he changed his one story and then he confessed to leave leaving the the hatch in question open right now we don't know what the truth is because Boomer said to Tyrell that that's where she came through and that is the lock the that she locked it. He admits to leaving this thing unlocked, so we don't know what his motivation was. If he's just confused, if the guilt of lying for these people has come down upon him, it's unclear. But he could be a Cylon. He could also he could be a Cylon. They could all be a Cylon. That's where it's going. Uh, yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it's crazy. <laughs> and so he's stripped of his rank and he's put in the brig. And they're like, that seems a little harsh. It was a mistake. But the mistake led to three men dying, or three people dying and 13 people being injured. Um, well, this, yeah. And he knows that he probably is saying this to protect the chief. Adama knows that this kid is basically innocent. Right. But it doesn't do anyone any good to not take the confession and punish him accordingly. Well, that was Adama's point later on when he's confronted about uh, with the truth. Um, when there's a confession, what's his name? When Tyrell makes a confession later to Adama that the relationship between he and Boomer was not over, and this is what this was all about, because he feels guilty yeah. about the, the underling who you know gave himself up for yeah. him, is that Adama's point is, well, he he lied in front of a tribunal. One way or another. Right. He he's either lied something, he, he's, that he didn't do it, right. or he lied that he did. <laughs> yeah, so... <there's laughs> he no lied need. about where you were, right. for sure. Uh-huh. And then he either did or didn't lie about this hatch. If you confess to the public that this tribunal had any 
grasp of reality, then we're all in trouble. Because what's going to happen after that is that it'll make it seem as if history is validating what Hadrian was doing. Right. And that we should all be running around and poking fingers and... Yep. And in the meanwhile, Baltar is making out... Whispering to each other internal, about... Right. That guy, that each guy. Each other, that yeah. Guy, right. It's just going to get messy. Um, yeah, and Tyrell then goes and ends the relationship with Boomer. Uh, but also makes it very clear when he ends it that he now has his eye out for Right. Her. He feels guilty. Uh-huh. Does he say to her, I don't think... He says anything to her like, I'm watching you. No, but what he does say is that, why did you leave the hatch open? Yeah, no, he doesn't say why. Uh-huh. He says, did, did you? Well, no, he, yeah, that's true. Okay, he does. Um, because we know she came through it. Mm-hmm. That's the way that she came. And he, she acts like, how could you even say a thing? Right. And he's like, mm. Stop clutching your pearls. It's a legitimate yeah. question. So... He feels very guilty and suspicious. He is guilty and suspicious. So, now. do you think he should be? Both of those things, yes. I think that he should have been suspicious for a while. He should have been suspicious back when she's soaking wet and oh, yes. there's been an explosion on the deck where the water is. He should have been suspicious that it was her ship that had the bomb on it. You know, he he's although that seems to me like a way to. Make her look less suspicious, because why would she... Bomb herself. Bomb herself. They don't know that there are multiples at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, he certainly doesn't. Right. Um, and we don't... Also, I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around. No, they look and act and feel like us. Right. Because nobody's interacted with them, really, for an extended period of time. Uh-huh. And you don't know how, that's the other thing. We don't know how long, we don't know how long this relationship's been going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long Boomer's been on board the Caprica, or on board uh, Battlestar Galactica. Has it been seven years? I mean, that seems like an insanely long time. When we see Boomer um, on Galactica, the scenes that we're, we're, we're privy to about her coming to these realizations about these time lapses yes. that she has it makes it seem as if she's fairly innocent of what's going on. Right. Now, I don't well, know... Well, her conscious mind right. is innocent of what's going on. I don't know if that's the case because of the way that she reacts to Tyrell. Um, when he says, you know, when he starts questioning her. Right. It's like, how dare you ask me that question as if somehow intimacy is going to shield her from everything else that happens. Well, it's not even just that. If mm-hmm. she doesn't know she's doing it, right. well, you'd be fucking offended as shit if I was like, are you an alien uh, cyborg? You'd be like, uh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> hmm. I don't think you'd be super on board. No, but I'm just questioning because now it's it's gotten to high paranoia. It could be anybody. We know that there's at least one more model that we don't know about what they look like or what they, you know. So it could be that any of these people, like well, I said. there are several. There are 12. There are 12. So there um, are four. We don't know. What they, or I, mean, I eight, think Baltar could be one of them. I think. Are we going to start doing that? Yes, who is a Cylon? Who, a Cylon? who are you sure isn't a Cylon? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that Obama Obama Cylon. We have his birth certificate. He was born in Hawaii. <laughs> Oh, you mean like in Galactica? I thought you in meant Galactica. the real world. 
Okay, because I was about in to the say show. This. Mike Pence may be a Cylon. Um, I think that Adama is not a Cylon. I think that um, which one? I think the Adamas in general are not the Cylons. Adamas, <laughs> and the president is not a Cylon. Although um, breast cancer seems to me like a like a way to really prove that you don't you're right. not a Cylon. So there's that too. I don't know about anybody else. I really have my doubts about um, Baltar, but then again, he's a jerk, even if he's not a Cylon. Which whatever he is, he's a mess. He's a brown yeah, mess. Yeah, he's a mess, hot and mess, I would mess, really like them to get to him being either less of a mess mm-hmm. or so much of a mess that it just spills over into yeah. everything. Like, either I'm actually good either way. Yeah. Um, I'm troubled by the title of this episode because really the only test we have is the tribunal. And the tribunal is shut down but is pretty fucking right on about the findings, mm-hmm. it was just the way that it was presented was not well thought out. Yeah. Uh, if she had really looked at her audience and taken a few deep breaths, I think she could have presented that in a way where Tyrell and Boomer are both in the brig. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she didn't sort of judge her. Also, Adama is a, a mama hen. Like... Right. He really is. Uh, Tyrell is as well. He loves that crew, and he has a soft spot for his crew. Right. Same with Adama. And it's probably going to get some people killed. <laughs> Both of them are pro- probably going to get some people killed. Now, do I want them to be like Ty, who's like, cut her loose and let's go? Right. No, I, I don't. I prefer the soft men, but I, it's not going to be good for people, I think. People are going to get hurt yeah. because of it. Um, I think innocent people will be saved because of it, but I think innocent people will also be hurt because of it. So, yeah, that's true. Do you like this episode? I actually liked it very much. I liked, as I said, the be- the beginning reminded me of um, oh, Saboteur, another Hitchcock film, where uh, a man. Uh, there's a lot of like film noir stuff. In well, there is. There's the femme fatale, obviously, in a red dress, no less. She's a femme fatale, keeps... but you know who else is a femme fatale? Boomer. Boomer. Well, Boomer. Planet Boomer. Well, it's and not... now both Boomers. But unlike a classic femme fatale, it's not written on her. She's kind of deceptive. And no, you it's don't not. Know. But Tyrell's fall to her is um, pretty film noir. Yeah. Um, and but less like overt. Mm-hmm. Like that's the. I think that's the word I'd use to describe Baltar's whole thing. He's overt. <laughs> well, he's very up in the open. He doesn't seem to be able to be controlling his feelings or to be deceptive to any real degree because he has to be constantly... He is reminding me of, to, to some very pretentious, of uh, Macbeth in that he has to be guided along to do everything because he's just too weak to do it himself. Maybe. And so this woman's getting accused yeah. this person. Do that. Do this. Because he just, yeah. he's freaking out all the all time. All the time. And so it's like his, if he is human, his, I also, I don't think he's, I, I have a uh, feeling that he has not slept the entire time. Right. That could be the case. 
Because it seems like she's waking him up all the time. Uh, it feels like he right. has not had a REM cycle of sleep in a cool 17 days. And that might be what explains his very erratic behavior all mm. the time. Yeah. Like, he can't be cool at all to save his life. And the first thing we see of him is him trying so hard to be cool right. that it's this weird off-putting thing. Yeah. So, what would you grade it? I would grade it an A. I liked um, I liked the opening a lot. I think it set up a whole kind of paradigm. What I was trying to mention before about Saboteur is that it opens with almost the same shot. Mm. Factory workers during the Second World War building things, and there's a guy in the factory who winds up being, winds up blowing it up. And then the rest of the film is spent following the wrong man who's trying to find the actual Saboteur. And that's a lot what this felt like, this... Um, we're following guys through the hallway mm-hmm. corridors. It turns out to be the actual bomber. Who's the next bomber? Who, who could it be? Are we? My whole thought right at the beginning the was, person? why is that suit so big? And then he opens it up, and there's all the right. explosives. I'm like, oh, that's why. Because you have to fit all the explosives. <laughs> it's true. You don't want to look, you know, mm-hmm. bunchy. Uh, I actually think that this is like a B for me. Really? Maybe even a B minus. Yeah, the the the. The way that Hadrian acts uh-huh. is just like, you're the master at arms. Now, we don't know that she wasn't automatic, like, made that mm-hmm. 17 days ago when right. the 17 people ahead of her got killed, like, you know, the president. We, we, <laughs> um, the we don't know that. We can call it. But she just didn't, she couldn't seem to handle her shit. And mm-hmm. I feel like somebody in her position should have been able to handle her shit a little bit better. Yeah. That That's sort of... So that was a little bit weird to me. And um Yeah, and the Baltar stuff is still Baltar and Planet stuff is still dragging me a mm. little bit. Um like, like I want to know what's dosages, happening. Though, I works. don't want them to mm. go away. I just want some resolution or some hint as to where we're going. Right. Uh because I have all these weird ideas and I don't know if any of them are true. Are there any winners in this episode? I think Starbuck is the winner because she just got to stay in bed and heal. I think Adama's <laughs> the winner because he gets everything. He gets a big speech. He gets to, you know... Uh, he does do the speech. He does right. get to just shut it. He gets to open a thing up and shut a thing down. Right. <laughs> so I think that was that was my favorite part of it is the fact that he's sort of showing the reason why he should be trusted with this position. Yeah. Boomer really is uh, Tarzaning from man to man, although it's different boomers. So mm-hmm. she's going from Chief Tyrell to Hilo, but it's different. Well, they seem to be completely boomer. different personalities. As I said, the boomer on Galactica doesn't seem to really want any of this to happen. And she is a better better at being human than um, Baltar is. Well, yes, for and sure. And then the boomer on Caprica is is a completely deceptive and evil character yeah. who's willing to do all sorts of things to but, yeah. ensure the future, whatever their plan is. Whatever, yeah, whatever the plan is. it just is weird. I don't know what they're hoping to achieve through this. Yeah. Okay, so that's the episode. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to recommend that's not the episode? I think you should go first because I think we have the same recommendation. Okay, we're gonna, I'm going to recommend How to Train Your Dragon, all of them, but also the third one. Okay. So I have been a fan of the How to Train Your Dragon movie since 2010 when the first one came out. 
I don't believe I saw the first one in theaters. Mm -hmm. But I might be wrong about that. But I don't recall seeing it in the theater. Um, But I remember being very surprised by how much I liked it when I saw it. I really like the sort of disability visibility in the movies. I think they're very beautiful. Uh, the, The animation is lovely. And... I really like all the characters yeah. and the voice work. I still don't understand why Vikings are Scottish. That's fine. I guess I'm a Viking peoples. Uh, but I rewatched the first one this week in preparation for the third one coming out. I didn't rewatch the second one, but we'd rewatched it like mm-hmm. in the last three weeks yeah. or something like that. So then today we went and saw the third one. Uh, when I walked in, I put on Facebook, this is definitely going to make me cry. And it definitely made me cry because all of these movies make me cry. Uh, it's the swelling of the strings and then I just burst into tears. It's a it's a hormonal thing. Don't worry about it, everyone. I'm fine. Uh, but I really like the way that the whole trilogy was rounded out. I think there are very good lessons for children. It, it is a children's movie. These are children's, children's movies. Movie. I like the relationships in this in these movies. I think that they are appropriate for children to see without being like weirdly uh-huh. sexual. Right. They're like appropriately sexual for a children's well, movie. That's that that's like a... appropriately affectionate. Right. When I see a lot of children's films, particularly the Disney movies, there's things that I'm going, I, I, I don't know how appropriate this is. Even in films like The Lion King, or why is Pocahontas' dress so short, right? Why is, she why is the Little Mermaid constantly arching her back? I, there's just things that come across as weirdly yeah. sexual when you're watching these things. The relationship between Hiccup and Astrid is not... It develops over time in these films. By yeah. this film, they're really affectionate with each other. They're clearly in a relationship. And they're kind of an adorable couple. The way that they when are. she bends over, he kisses her on the back of the head and then turns away like she's not there. Yeah. Or they're wrestling with each other, which is something that two young people would do. Would do, yeah. And Especially never, warriors. Right. It yeah. never looks inappropriate. She, He never talks down to her. Nope. At she all. wouldn't dare. No, but beyond <laughs> that, it's not like we've made him weak so that she no. can... No, it looks like a meeting of equals. Yes. They work with each other. His weaknesses are her strengths and right. vice versa. And as, I, as you mentioned, the very first film, I was sort of surprised that there's a big action scene and both the dragon and the boy are really injured badly. Yes. And I was surprised by that because there's so much of, in fantasy films, just ridiculous things happen for their own sake. But everybody's fine. Right. Here, there's an actual danger over their heads. Mm-hmm. Um, because you've seen them get injured, get really hurt. You've seen characters that you like die over the course of these three films. Yes. And so by this one, you feel not so much anxiety, I guess, that kids can't watch it, but there's 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 stuff at stake. Yeah, there are stakes in these movies. For uh, this movie, but it was really good. Uh, Something that that I would like to bring up is that Roger Deakin, the cinematographer, was a visual consultant in this movie, so it is... Beautiful. It's gorgeous. It is really much more beautiful than you, you, you should be expecting watching it. Um, and there's a lot of hints for people who are older uh, back at Harryhausen and mm. Godzilla film. There's a lot of references yes. to that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. And over and the performances, the voice performances are really good. Yeah, they are. And you also get to see characters, as you say, grow over time. Yes. Uh, or I not was grow. wondering today, because mm-hmm. I had heard that T.J. Miller had reprised his role in this movie. Right. He uh, was in the first two movies, and his character is in this movie, but after his um, problematic behavior was discovered, uh, I want to say about a year ago, mm-hmm. apparently they did recast it. It's a dude doing his very best T.J. Miller impersonation. It does not sound... Like it's T.J. Miller, though. Right. And so I was waiting. And it was interesting because he didn't get one of the main character screen credits. Right. Uh, the sister got one. Mm-hmm. Tristan Wegg. Right? But he did not get This yeah. new person did not get one. He did a great job. I'm glad that they recast. It's like I'm And the part very, is not any bi- smaller. It's, it's actually not, bigger, It's actually bigger. Yeah. Actually, he's, it's a bigger part in this one. Um, than he had previously done in the in the other ones, but I appreciate that um, just like I appreciate the Secret Life of Pets. The main mm-hmm. character has been recast from Louis C.K. to Patton Oswalt. Right. Good choice. And also, I would like to give a shout out to Emma Thompson for quitting the Skydance uh, cartoon Luck when John Lasseter was hired on to head yeah. Skydance. Um, these are people who maybe shouldn't be in these roles. And um, Emma Thompson's move is sort of a power move. She can afford to skip this check to make mm-hmm. a point. Um, and they, the, the companies could afford to make these choices to back up yeah. a point. Um, so boo to Skydance for the hiring of John Lasseter and yay mm-hmm. to Emma Thompson. Um, yay to Illumination and DreamWorks for the recasting that they I think did. Because um, kids don't need to be also dragged into these things. Right. Um, but so, you know, there's a, well, kids won't even know what's happening thing, but uh-huh. let's not reward bad behavior. It's just not. Well, there's not, there are any number of really talented filmmakers, writers, producers, directors, um, in who aren't raping industry. people? <laughs> who, yes. And so this kind of cadre of filmmakers who are keeping other people employed, mm-hmm. um, even when they're doing really, not just questionable, but outright terrible things. Terrible things, yeah. Yep. And these people keep getting employed all the time. And it's not like, I don't know, there's always a question about the scale of severity of things that get done. Mm-hmm. And then the question of, well, does a person ever, if a person mounds off to a cop like Mel Gibson did, for instance, what does he have to do to come back into public races? Which is different from what does Harry Weinstein after, you know, raping people and then to interfering fair, with Mel their careers. To be fair, Mel Gibson did things worse than I mounding know, off to a cop, but it's fine. In the scale um, of things, <laughs> there's like a scale because I, I know that... The, yeah, there are scales. Right. Um, I don't think that John Lasseter, after it was sort of shown that he created this terribly toxic work environment at Pixar, which is a personal affront to me, a person Uh who drives past Pixar on a regular basis and would kill to work in there. I hear that women would just bail because they couldn't fucking Mm. take it. That's shitty. And the fact that he's now helming a different company is shitty. There are producers who keep other ones with other producers working. 
and directors. And like, why does he have to be the lead of a thing? I, I don't. If know. you really think that his creativity cannot be stopped, hire him as a consultant and let him work from home. Mm-hmm. Don't put him at the head of a company to cause a, a whole toxic atmosphere for everyone below him. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Ugh. I don't know. It seems like in some <laughs> cases, um, they... Uh, Steven Spielberg, you make bad choices. Well, Steven Spielberg, and we've <laughs> talked about it, Francis Ford Coppola. Mm-hmm. Like, that's there's really suspicious and disturbing behavior that he's capable of, and I'm worried about what we'll find out eventually. Because I think that it could damage a legacy of a filmmaker who has done really important work. It's like, well, oh, then wait. maybe he shouldn't have visited a pedophile in jail every or kept giving him jobs week or just making sure that you kept the pedophile employed. And to be clear, what we're talking about is I don't know his name, Victor Salva. Victor Salva, who is a convicted pedophile, the mm-hmm. director of the Jeepers Creepers movies and Powder. Uh, most famously, I think those are the the things that he's known for. Uh, while he was convicted and in prison for pedophilia, uh, Francis Ford Coppola uh, visited him weekly. Mm-hmm. What's that about? And then ensured that once he came out of the... He um, would have jobs. I, I love the fact when you go on Wikipedia, it's like... Victor Ronald Salva is an American filmmaker and convicted sex offender. That's what they lead Could with. Could we actually lead with sex offender? Right. Uh, that would be, but it's also a person to where in nearly every one of his films, I haven't seen them all. Um, I was creeped out by it very early on. Yeah. Was there is, you're being made a part of his issues. I missed it in Powder. Uh-huh. It's I'm, it's undoubtedly there, but I missed mm-hmm. it in Powder. I got it in Jeepers Creepers. To this day, to me, the mm-hmm. first Jeepers Creepers movie is the worst movie that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is the, the final scene. First of all, mm-hmm. well, the final scene depicts, it's a three-minute pan up Justin Long's torso. Mm-hmm. So slowly. And all I'm thinking during this whole thing, spoilers for Jeepers Creepers, is if he doesn't have eyes, fuck this movie all goddamn day long. Because if it's Jeepers Creepers, what about those eyes? And we find out that his Mm. eyes have been taken. I hate everyone. And of course, guys, his eyes are missing. Which we find out, finally, once we pan up the slowest pan of the human male torso... Since the first Olympics were aired, like it was endless, pointless, and creepy, and that is his thing. Young boys it's, is his. Yeah, which uh, did. I, think we, I like how you put it. Issue. Mm. Yeah, it's and this is while he was working for Disney. Um, yes, which is even more heinous that he's just around children all the time, and even in the Jeepers Creepers films, apparently got flack for making pedophile jokes in the films. I believe that that's right. I don't remember off the top of my uh, head. Like I said, I saw this movie right. uh, on a lark because I was drunk. We, a bunch of my friends and I in college were drunk uh-huh. and could not drive home, and it was the next movie playing. So we were like, "Let's go watch a movie." Right. It was just us and two other people, and I feel bad for them because we were terrible at that movie. <laughs> uh, um, but the movie was worse. Yeah, I don't. I've everyone who saw it before they knew about the molestation was 
like creeped out by it going, what was this about? What was that about? Yes, I was and creeped out by it not knowing that, anything. Everyone that knows, that learns it, like you can see a light bulb go on You're in your head like, like oh, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Why is the second film... I was watching him right. visually molest these children. Right. That's what was I, happening. The second film in particular, why are all these like teenage boys taking their shirts, shirts off? Shirts off. Right. And, and yep. then when you introduce that to them, they're like, oh shit, that makes perfect sense. That's what I was watching. I was watching this guy indulging in his fantasies, and I was participating in yeah. it. Yeah. We got off on a tangent. So. Yeah, but anyhow, so no more um, talk of child molesters. Right. Um. Don't see Jeepers Creepers. Though. Don't see Jeepers Creepers. Do yourself a favor. Love yourself. You don't need to do this. So next week we're gonna watch episode. Oh, so were you gonna just recommend the? I was gonna recommend how to watch, uh, how to train, how to, how to watch your dragon, how to watch your dragon. I did also things. laugh very hard at a meme that just said, "If that dragon's not trained yet," right? <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's a, it's a weird long." I also haven't read the books. I've uh, no, I I, I, I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't read. I think. I can't really read children's books at my you age. You don't read anything that I was do written read. after Absolutely. you were born. I read a great deal. I just don't read anything that's particularly long. You don't read I anything don't have... that was written after no, you were I do. born. I read nonfiction articles uh, that were written after it I was born. It doesn't count. Ooh. <laughs> Fiction so, snobs. Anyway, I'm cutting all of that out. So next week, we will be watching season one, episode seven. Mm-hmm. Called Six Degrees of Separation. I expect to see some Will Smith. And I expect to see some... I almost said Sigourney okay. Weaver, but that's not who I have is. to take back my, my rating now. What's her name? Who? The woman. Six Degrees of... Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing. I have to take back my rating because I remembered something that really struck me sour okay. in this episode. Don't get me angry. You won't like me when I'm angry. I'm like, really? Who said that? Number six. It was. I'm like, really? Come she on. She really like, hooked it. Like, not everyone in the world knows this line. And people who never watched the original Hulk, Incredible Hulk TV show know that line. I mean, that was like fan service yeah. or something so weird. So what, are you it's dropping like, it up a whole letter grade? I don't know. <laughs> I just like, I remember when I watched it, I literally, oh, come on. So are you changing your grade? You know, or no? A minus, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Be better. Uh, be best. Be best. Um, so next week we're going to watch Six Degrees of Separation. Like mm. I said, I'm going to see, I'm going to want to see some stalker training. I'm going to want to see some Will Smith. I don't think I'm going to see either, either of those them. things. No, they're very expensive. No. Uh, this is going to be episode seven of thirteen. Mm-hmm. So we're entering the back stretch of yeah, the season, so, yeah. uh, and hopefully we're going to get some information on what's happening on Caprica and, and why we should care. What's happening in yeah. Baltar's head, or get some of that shit shut down. So that's my hopes for the next episode. There's zombies. All right. Thank you head. so much for listening. Uh, if you have questions, concerns, comments, you can email us at latecomerspod at gmail.com or tweet at us at latecomerspod. If you like us, you should subscribe, and then you'll always get us first thing in the morning on Thursdays, uh, if I'm on my game, which I try to be. She's on her game. And uh, then you don't have to wait for me to put it on Facebook or whatever, because sometimes I don't get to it right away, because... Things. And if you like us also, you could write a review on Apple Podcasts. 
they don't make it easy. I do understand that, but it would be greatly appreciated. It would be. So, I think that's everything. The cats are really doing a number in here. They're reminding me of when I was a kid, there was the Chuck Wagon commercials. Oh, jeez. For dog food, and there was like a miniature animated Chuck Wagon that goes rolling through the house, and the dogs are chasing it. And every time I hear them sort of running around yeah, like they that, are just it, it running through like a, here like it small does horses. Like a, right, it does. I'm like, oh my God, it's true. Yeah. So we should go before they, they wreck the house, which wreck is what they're them, doing yeah. right now. It is. All right. Thank you so much. We love you very much. We will talk to you next week. And remember, better late than never. Enough.